Yo, I'm Chad. And this is Eric. And together we are... Oh, yeah, that's true. (laughs) I guess we could talk about that, too. What's that? Speak to me, warriors! Oh, man! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, poor Ultimate Warrior. Well, I, I guess, you know, he went out like... Like that, what what a way to go! One day you're talking to everybody about like how legends are made and how like you it's up to you the fans to make sure that you know heroes are born and the legend will never die and then you die. When our blood stops pumping and we take our (laughs) final breath, we know that (laughs) we will live on in the hearts. I mean, not to make light of it, although that's exactly what I just did. Uh, you and I obviously were were Ultimate Warrior fans. Oh, huge! Back, I mean, back in the day. I mean, my my two favorite wrestlers, you know, Macho Man Randy Savage and the Ultimate Warrior, and they teamed up once to to become the Ultimate Maniacs. Yeah, that was pretty cool. It's like we were we were both raised on Hulk Hogan's teats. <laughs> you know, like we were originally Hulkamaniacs when we were small children. Yep. But then, when the Ultimate Warrior came. I mean, like, he was just instantly cooler than Hulk Hogan. I mean, he was, cr- I mean, you know, Hulk Hogan became, like, like, um, like, like the Captain America, and uh, the Ultimate Warrior became, like, Wolverine, where he's like, I'll kill anybody, I'm crazy, ah. <laughs> And, like, for us, for, like, you know, for eight-year-olds, it was perfect. And he's mm-hmm. like, he fucking runs to the ring and shakes it, <laughs> and then he just fucking runs around, and he's got... He's got the same tassels we have on our bikes. Yes. <laughs> on his arms. He was and just nuts. And you couldn't you couldn't understand really weird. You couldn't understand what he was saying. I mean, I remember as a kid, the Ultimate Warrior like I I, I like I, I felt funny about the Ultimate Warrior. I, I guess mainly because when he came onto the scene, like the only wrestling we saw was at uh, the Lavelle's house. So it was already like a strange scene, but then it was just like, Who is this guy? And why is he feuding with Papa Shango? And why is there oh. blood pouring down his face? That was my introduction. Was like he comes out going, Arr! and Papa Shango is oh. working some, uh, some voodoo magic on him, and he's like, warrior. And there's some black blood pouring down his face. Yeah. I mean, he was just a wild card too, because he was a good guy that wore face paint, so right. that made him cool too, because you know he couldn't see his face, and he just—I mean, you know—let's face it—he was steroid jacked all up big time. Oh, yeah. So. I mean, we didn't care that he didn't have a ton of great moves in the ring. It was present, it was the presentation. It's exactly. all about the fixings. I mean, have you have you seen the documentary The Self-Destruction of the Ultimate Warrior? Yeah, I mean, and he was so pissed about oh, that yeah. when he gave his Hall of Fame speech. He talked about it for I don't know, half an hour about d- how WWE <laughs> did him wrong. <laughs> It's such which, a good which, DVD, though. I love it. Oh, it's <laughs> so good. You know, if if you have the, like a, the slightest interest in wrestling or um, or like the Ultimate Warrior at all, it's such a great view because it like it's it's like not only do you get to see like this like a slice of life about this guy, but it's just like this one man's descent into madness from like you know get, like being like top man of the company to like killing his own career. And and he refused to be interviewed for it, which is why it was so one-sided. Well, yeah, there was, 
you know, there's bad blood. I mean, to be honest, I think the WWE should release DVDs of all the wrestlers making fun of them. <laughs> the way it made fun of the Ultimate Warrior. Because you still get what you want, but it's funny to watch the other wrestlers sit in those interviews and also rip them. I mean, it'd be great if all the wrestlers ripped Ric Flair. Oh, you know, yeah. like there's just so much material for some of these guys. You know, and as long as the, the wrestler they're making fun of gets a cut of the DVDs, you know. Well, I, feel, the- <laughs> I, I, feel a little, I feel a little bad because like the Ultimate Warrior overshadowed what should have been a good night for Jake the Snake Roberts and Razor Ramon. I mean, those two are just legends, and you didn't even hear about them, really. Well, it, what was so funny was going into this WrestleMania, and we'll, we'll get to some more, like, uh, comic book and movie and film yes, stuff later. Yes, we, we're going re- to review Captain America. Don't worry, kids. I mean, when somebody of this magnitude dies, you just have to talk about it. And, and since we get we didn't get to do an episode last week, so we got to talk about it now, get it out of our system. When... This WrestleMania was like everybody. It was like uh, overshadowing and overshadowing and overshadowing. Like it just kept one upping everybody's being pissed off. Like uh, two months before WrestleMania, everybody's like, "Daniel Bryan's gotten screwed, man. He's not even getting a match at WrestleMania. What the crap is happening? Triple H is screwing him." And then a couple weeks later, it was CM Punk. It just walked away from the company. What's going on? And that news overshadowed the old news. Then it was Daniel Bryan's getting in. Awesome, great, but we hate Batista. Oh, wait, Batista's going heel. Then WrestleMania happens. Daniel Bryan is the winner, but nobody cares because um, The Undertaker's streak got broken, and everybody's heartbroken about that. And then The Ultimate Warrior dies. All right, not everyone's heartbroken about that. First of all, wrestling sucks right now, okay? What? And I pay attention to wrestling. It ain't that good right now. Daniel Bryan's cool, but... Almost all the main competition is terrible, other than Daniel Bryan. There's no charisma in any of them. And The Undertaker broke a streak, but who the fuck cares? The dude was 80 years old. He sucks at wrestling. He wrestles once a year at WrestleMania. Like, at this point, the streak was, like, dishonorable. No, nope. Because he, was, he wasn't in his prime anymore. These weren't good matches. Yeah, but they were never good. I mean, he was never a great wrestler. He was always like like the slow and steady wins the race kind of a guy. Like he was slower than the Big Show in the ring. That wasn't the point. The point was that like there's certain like constants in life: death, taxes, and the Undertaker doesn't lose at WrestleMania. Now, if if you can if you keep a streak going just to keep a streak going, it takes away from the coolness of the streak, and that's basically what happened the last couple of years. Yeah, you but know, it was. That, I, it's like, and here's Undertaker again to win. Everyone go take a piss break because <laughs> it's going to be real slow. And there hasn't been a good one since he fought Shawn Michaels. Maybe Triple H three, four years ago the first time around. But I mean, that- I, I honestly, I don't, ra- I don't watch wrestling for the matches. I, I don't think I ever did. Once I realized that in college, I was like, oh, let's, let's just DVR wrestling and fast forward through the matches because who cares? Like, well, it's, more, it- it's more about the angle. WrestleMania wasn't that good, and I don't give a shit about The Undertaker anymore. But let's get back to Ultimate Warrior, because that's a guy I did give a shit about. Right. I mean, so, as a kid. As, an, as, as a, a, you know, once I got older and he came over to WCW, was, he was the worst guy ever. <laughs> but um, he was so boring. But as a kid, and when Ultimate Warrior first came out, I mean, first of all, he assassinated the Honky Tonk Man in 30 seconds to mm-hmm. win the Intercontinental Championship. He right. took the belt from Hogan in WrestleMania six. Right, and that and that was a big part of the uh, of the documentary was like Hogan, like Hogan was the top dog, and he felt like he was getting kind of old, which is hilarious because he's still doing it now. 
Yeah. Uh, and he wanted to, and they were like, all right, now the Ultimate Warrior, like, you're going to have to pass the belt and, like, your legacy and everything onto him. And there's a yeah. lot of, like, people who felt like maybe he wasn't the right guy. Well, I mean, obviously they found out that he wasn't. You no. know, <laughs> he, 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 he was like a good number three, but he wasn't a good number one. But I just, no. I loved his interviews. I love the way he talked. Like, you couldn't understand all of it. To be honest, he could have been reading like the ingredients off the side of a cereal <laughs> box. You know, it could have been like, he'd been like, all right, frosted flakes. Woo! You've got flour, yeast, riboflavin, vitamin B. <laughs> but I mean, he was just cool. When you're a little kid, that's cool. And uh, although I'm not a little kid anymore, I I have a hard time thinking of like who would both excite and and scare me at the same time as an eight year old now watching WWE. All the little kids love fucking John Cena, but uh, I should have put a comma in between two of those words. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> but you know what I mean, like. He was off the wall and it worked. And you did, there, I mean, the only guy in the in the company now that's off the wall and it works is the that Wyatt family. Yeah, I mean, uh, they and they brought back Goldust. Come on, Goldust, da, 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 da. Goldust. Yeah, but he didn't play him up. He's just a wrestler with face paint now. Like they don't I play know. up his crazy sexiness. No, well, I mean, I mean you, got, you got the Bray Wyatt and the the clan. That's the only guy that is going outside the box, and I appreciate that. It's it's true, and you know it's you know it's PG. I mean, like when Jake the Snake yeah. came back for for one night in the gimmick match, like you could hear somebody off camera as he's trying to like stuff the snake down the uh, down the unconscious wrestler's uh, pants. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, uh, you hear somebody say like PG Jake, it's PG now. <laughs> you know you can't do coke off of his man boobs. <laughs> no, no, it's true, and you know, it, and wrestling, you know, it changes, but there's always like a cycle. It's a cycle of like of like good years like you know maybe four good years and then like a cycle of like five or six crummy years but i feel like you know like the momentum especially in like the nerd community like the momentum for what's happening is is really strong and you know we may not agree with all the choices but i feel like wrestling as a whole like is great i mean it's too bad that the warrior died but man what a way to go I mean, to be honest, if I'm going to die, I hope I get to give a speech on pay-per-view and then the next night in front of 20,000 people, <laughs> basically foreshadowing my death. I know, and it's so we- it's so crazy to, to like, I, I watched it, uh, his speech on Raw after he passed away. Yeah. And it's true what they said about, like, it's, he lived up to his own legacy, which was run, 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 run into the ring, high, super high energy, and then... Uh, 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 you know, just like it was like too much for him. You know, and yeah. on Raw, it felt like he had like burned out. Yeah, but I mean, I think some of the other wrestlers are jealous because that's what a what a what a way to go. You know, I'm like, let's face it, there ain't no nursing homes for wrestlers because no. they don't make it to nursing homes or they or even their 60s really. So it's like if you are gonna go out at an earlier age as wrestlers do, that's the best way to do it. You don't want to just hear about it the next day that, oh, I think we found him, you know, in a room somewhere and you hadn't seen him for like four or five years. Like, this is the this is the way to go. But like I it's said, I, I feel like in a selfish way, Razor Moan is like, hey, Chico, <laughs> you took away my thunder, yo. I didn't I didn't even know that he was at the Hall of Fame thing. Yeah, no because... one even gave a shit about him because he got overshadowed. No. and So the news that I heard coming out of it was. Oh my God! The streak was broken. Oh my God! Ultimate Warrior's dead, and the Sheik broke character. What Whatever. happened? 
The, I'm like glad. the sheik, the sheik doesn't doesn't break kayfabe for nobody. The Undertaker needed to lose. I mean, it was dumb losing to Brock Lesnar. He should have lost to someone cooler, mm-hmm. which would have helped the storyline. But clearly, he knew that his body was on the way out, so he had to retire. And I'm sure if he does an interview later on, it'll kind of come out. They'll be like, ah, you know, I just can't pop boners like I used to. And uh, <laughs> I needed to lose. And like I said, he respected the wrestler's legacy. You go out on your, you go out on your back. Mm-hmm. So that's it. He's, he's going to retire. He just hasn't announced it yet. But Well, what, what I thought was interesting was, you know, he, they've been trying, especially when Brock was in the MMA before his intestines got all wonky. Uh, they've been trying to um, to coax him back with the Undertaker. Like, there's a clip I'm sure yeah. on YouTube. Of, oh, of I've the seen under- Trust me. Yeah, it's like it's like after one of Brock's matches, uh, an Undertaker yeah. is like being interviewed by somebody on camera talking about MMA, and Brock comes by and he's like, "Hey man, you want to go?" Yeah, and that was that was right after Brock lost the championship belt, and right. Undertaker was like, "You want to do it?" And people right. weren't sure if that meant like, "Hey, I hate you. You want to fight?" Or, "Hey, you want to finally do this WrestleMania match?" Or whatever, but. But, um, yeah, I mean, Daniel Bryan's cool, but uh, the rest of the wrestling kind of sucks right now. Well, I mean, it, I guess it's like, uh, it's a little bit like watching My Little Pony. There's a part oh, of you that feel like... don't even fucking compare it to My Little Pony. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm saying like, I'm saying like it's, it's like watching a kid's show, because that's who, that's the target demographic, is kids. Yeah. Well, yeah. like I said, I, you know... I, I watch it every Monday, like during commercials of other shows or in the in the background when I'm on the computer and stuff. So I, I keep a passing knowledge of it. But I mean, none of their other main guys are any good right now. Batista, you know, and uh, fucking Orton. I mean, <laughs> eh, fucking Orton. Yeah, that fucking yeah. guy. He fucking sex <laughs> right now. So I mean, uh, whatever. but whatever. You, you, I do. I do like that the little guy won the belt. So that, that's pretty cool. He knew he's the best yeah. technical wrestler. So, but uh. Rest in peace, Ultimate Warrior, and uh, and also when we we would play old school wrestling games, he was the one you wanted because he just fucking looked cool on eight uh, bit systems or arcade cabinets. I, I I feel like the the Ultimate Warrior made snarling cool. You know, the Macho yeah. Man made crazy, you know, awesome. The the Warrior brought even more craziness and snarling into the the mainstream. Like like you can't be a wrestler and snarl anymore people be like yo that's warriors forever you know it's like retiring a jersey yeah so i'm sure right now they're probably <laughs> they're up in heaven <laughs> double teaming miss elizabeth <laughs> having, <laughs> having really angry sex and tag <laughs> tagging each other in <laughs> so uh but let's talk about captain america 2 the winter soldier that's true that's true we we both saw a movie because it's just one of those things you know it's like Everybody coming out of like sneak peeks and previews, everybody started talking about how awesome this was. And coming out of like Thor, before Thor 2 was released, everybody started talking shit about it. So I'm like, all right, maybe it won't be that great. But then everybody, like the hype train for this movie is super huge. All I got to say is Captain America. (laughs) Captain America. Fuck yeah. fuck yeah! The movie's fucking awesome, and Marvel is a genius. America, fuck yeah! Fuck yeah! Sit down, Thor, because Captain was cooler. <laughs> Actually, I gotta say, like, about now, now Avengers happened, and now we've got all the mo- we've got all the post Avenger movies out now. Iron Man mm-hmm. three, Thor two, Captain America two. I like Captain America two the best out of the out of all the post Avenger movies by far. You know, it's it's kind of funny. There, there's a lot of similarities between Iron Man three and Captain America two because you kind of don't know who the villain is uh, going in. 
Oh, wait. Before we go any farther, we yes. are going to spoil the shit out of this movie. <laughs> so, spoil alert. I'm talking about the whole movie. By the time you've heard yep. this, it'll have two weekends have gone by. And that's plenty <laughs> of time for everyone else to see it. So, we wouldn't spoil it on the fir- on the weekend it comes out. But it's been two weekends now. So, we're going to be talking at, at length about this whole movie. So, you have now been warned. There you go. There you go. Te- technically, we wouldn't spoil it if I hadn't seen it. But I did. So, right. suck it. All right. So, because me and you are brothers. And we yes. think the same way. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna count us off. I'm gonna go one, two, three, and then we're both gonna say one word. Uh huh. That we thought Ooh. was one of the coolest parts of Captain America, and it happened right off the bat. Oh, okay. Are you ready? So yes. I'm gonna go one, two, three, and then I'm gonna say it. Ready? Okay. All right. One, two, three. Batrock. Yes. <laughs> Batrock the Leaper was there, and he was awesome. Dude, I had no idea uh, there. This happened many times. I had no idea there were other comic book characters in this movie until like I googled it afterwards. I was like, "Wait a second! You mean that guy who was awesome and went toe to toe with Captain America was Batrock the Leaper?" Oh, dude, I I yelled Batrock out in the theater. Ah, that's awesome. So I'm slightly nerdier than you in comic books, I guess, because when when they when they showed the guy like he was even wearing his comic book costume like at least at least the top he was wearing like purple with like the orange stripe down the middle i was like fucking batrock and i was like oh man <laughs> he's gonna be doing like some crazy acrobatics and he did not disappoint i was like oh man i can't believe they took like one of the biggest punchlines in the marvel universe and made him a badass it's true. He was even a punchline, like, ult- new Ultimate Spider-Man took him on, and he's like, what? I get Batrock the Leaper? Wah, wah. Yeah, I mean, but this th- was really cool. I mean, he was doing, like, some parkour shit, so yep. uh, I, they, they gave a great spin on him, but when they started off the movie with Batrock, I was like, yeah, man, this is sweet. Totally. I mean, like, wait, what a way to, like, bring in the nerds, and if you're not a nerd, you have no idea who this guy is, it doesn't matter, because, like, they didn't make him suck. Yeah. No, that was cool. It was a good way. To, I mean, just that you start the you start the movie off with a fifteen minute mission retaking a hijacked uh, oil tanker or whatever the, you know ship, and you got Captain America and Black Widow fighting Batrock the Leaper. Nah, man, that shit was cool. I mean, what was crazy was like I, I feel like the ca- Captain America in the first movie really like it was it was like coming of age story where he you know gets his powers you know and kind of has to whoop some ass. Uh, and then he's cool in the Avengers, and, you know, he's surrounded by other people who are way stronger than him. In this movie, he's, like, the strongest dude on screen at all times. And, like, and he jumps out of a plane without a parachute in the first couple minutes, and people are like, what? Oh, like, yeah. are you crazy? I mean, it never got old when he would kick someone, and they'd go flying, like, 30 feet into a wall. I was like, hell yeah, man. If I was that strong, I'd fucking kick people out of the way all the time. <laughs> I'd be, like, in line in Starbucks and kick 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 people just going through windows they'd be like why did you do that because i can bitch so no it was cool I mean, yeah, you're, he's in charge of his powers he's got the tactical mind and he's just fucking people up it's awesome i feel like whoever was the uh was the fight choreographer loves that like uh, that brian fury kick you know that really like shoots people around because he was that a bunch of times but i what i loved was like he's in the stealth mission with like his stealth uniform like young justice stealth uniform right off the bat and we get like an action scene like pretty early that doesn't have like any like huge plot things but it's just like here's captain america he's awesome and he's kicking ass and uh batrock gets away yeah i i think 
like uh, people that are even bigger nerds than us would probably point out. I think that was technically his Secret Avengers uniform. All right. So it is straight from a comic book. But while we're on that topic, you know what? I gotta tip my cap to Marvel because sometimes you can fuck up a costume and it takes mm-hmm. you out of the movie. But I'll give Marvel credit. They've been fixing their mistakes. When they rebooted Spider-Man, we almost didn't see Spider-Man because of the of the costume. The, the, the change they made to Spidey's costume looked so fucking terrible. Yep. Looked like he was wearing a big red thong, a Borat, <laughs> a swimsuit costume over the regular Spider-Man costume. But if you've looked at the previews of Spider-Man 2 coming out this summer, they went back to the original uniform. Yep. They're like, sorry about that. You know what? It does look kind of stupid. Here's the Spidey costume we all love. Captain America, first movie, awesome costume. Avengers, Captain America costume, looks stupid. Right, it looks so dumb. They had to have Agent Coulson, the fanboy, like jump in and be like, I made it myself. Yeah, like it looked bad. They just made it look too fancy pants. It just didn't fit in. It didn't look cool. And you know what? You know what? Marvel could have been like, we know more. We we know better than you guys. Instead, they're like, sorry. They fixed it. And he had two uniforms. He had his Secret Avengers uniform in the beginning. And he went and got old school uh, uniform from the first movie. Totally ditched the Avengers one. And I've seen some still images from this the set of Avengers 2. And they ah. fixed it there, too. He's got a, yet another one, but it's more of an update of the classic one. Okay. So it looks cool. It doesn't look fucking lame like the first Avengers movie. So I give Marvel credit. They make some mistakes. They fix, fix the costumes. Appreciate Yo, spe- it. Spe- speaking of costumes, Falcon, uh, uh, who is just like a normal-ass dude who's like this veteran who also happens to be like this, you know, this just amazing guy with mm-hmm. a flight suit... I thought he was awesome. You know, like, I, I don't think he's ever had an excellent costume in the comics. His original costume was terrible. It was like his yeah. red and uh, white thing. But uh, they really made him kick ass. Like, he was like, out of everybody, there's so many great standout characters and new characters in this film. But uh, him and Crossbones, I really feel like, oh, man, they were, they were excellent. Yeah. Now, I will say, Falcon, just the flight mechanics and special effects of his uh, suit was awesome. And yes. they got a great actor. He looked cool. He wasn't just window dressing. And speaking of window dressing, uh, <laughs> Black Widow was cool. They're like, hey, let's give the only woman superhero we have some actual screen time and flush mm-hmm. out her character a little bit and give her stuff to do. And she was pretty awesome, too. Like, I really, between the three of them, this is a, a pretty awesome movie. And they didn't. And it wasn't just Captain America by himself, you know, like Thor or Iron Man. It was nice to have the three of them whoop some ass. They were a good team. It was, I got nothing bad to say about those guys. Yeah, no, exactly. And, and I really feel like most of the movie, uh, most of the movie, it felt like a spy movie with Jason Bourne because Chris Evans kind of looks like he could be like in the Bourne series. Mm-hmm. Uh, except like Bourne always teams up with like some girl that he's saving, you know, or somebody like like the Judge Dredd, uh, first Judge Dredd movie, like Rob Schneider, where they don't have any, you know, where they suck ass and he has to save oh. them all the time. But in this one, like he's he's teamed up with two people who can actually, uh, you know, hack it, and it's great. Yeah. Now I will admit, even though I like comic books, and even though I I knew who Crossbones was as a kid, I didn't realize that was his character until after the movie. No, I me figured too. I figured he was someone because like, why do they keep going back to this guy? And like in mm-hmm. the beginning, he's Cap's right hand man. Then he turns on him, but when they gave him his own fight. 
at the end, I was like, well, I guess they need someone to pair off with Falcon. But then afterwards, they made a big showing of that he was still alive and he's all burned. And I was like, oh, shit. This is a comic book guy that I, I'm not sure who it is. So I looked up and was like, oh, Crossbones. I was like, oh, cool. You know, that's awesome. Like, Marvel's like, let's just work in a bunch of cool dudes, you know, even if they're minor spots. So I appreciated exactly. that. And hopefully we'll see him in the costume for the next one. Yeah, yeah. I just love that, like, like throughout the entire movie, like, all right, you could be Captain America, but here's, like, Captain, I'm going to fuck your shit up over here, you know. And, like, and he was just this regular-ass guy, like this henchman, but, like, you know, he had planning, he had tactics, and he wasn't afraid to, like, gun people down. I thought he was an excellent villain, you know, and, and just, like, at any time, he's out there hunting down Captain America just relentlessly. He didn't make any stupid mistakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just thought he was just, like, a great character, and, like, you don't see, uh, like, characters like that, you know? It's like, all right, like, in Thor 2, the main villain's henchman was just, like, this nameless dude who's just like this tank who turns into a bigger tank uh and that's like his whole character but this guy he was just like you know all right you, you could tell like he's really I, I just thought he was like way more fleshed out yeah and they worked zola back into this one mm-hmm. and they didn't put him in a robot suit but he was still coming out of a computer so i appreciated that too like they did a really good job working in uh cool comic book characters and even when they couldn't work him in they still name dropped him like they name dropped dr strange and I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, it's like, all right, they're definitely, you know, they keep trying to to bring him into it. So, uh, oh, man, it was cool. I mean, let's face it. You got Robert Redford in a comic book movie, and he's just killing it. He's yeah. just doing awesome. And they gave Sam Jackson something to do. So that was cool. But let's just finish <laughs> our, our spoiling here. True. And, and basically... You know, S.H.I.E.L.D. has been overrun by HYDRA. It comes out that HYDRA's mm-hmm. been in the upper ranks of S.H.I.E.L.D. basically since its beginning. And by the end of the movie, S.H.I.E.L.D. is destroyed. No more. And I, for one, was cheering that S.H.I.E.L.D. died. Because <laughs> I'm kind of annoyed with S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. I don't know if you agree with me. But, um, no, yeah, absolutely. Shield is everything. Like the the way that they built up Shield, especially in the first Avengers movie, is kind of like uh, like and a lot of reviewers talking about like you know Captain America. What does America mean? You know, yada yada. Uh, to me, Shield, especially in the second movie, was like definitely like America gone bad. You know, where they have all these crazy powers that they feel like are going to protect everybody, but then you know wind up you know kind of blowing up their face. So I, I thought it was great that in the end of the movie uh, that Shield is no more. All the secrets are out there, and they basically have to rebuild from the ground up because there's that's excellent from a storytelling perspective because there's so much like room to work with that so to finish the whole spoiling in this movie probably the coolest thing for me was that shield dies yes hydra has been in shield for decades they're (laughs) up so fuck you shield you think you're so awesome like to be honest i was getting sick of shield they were in all the movies. Sam Jackson never talks about what they, what, you know, what they're really doing, and all the superheroes just had to go along with it. It was getting old, and I might be biased because I think the TV show sucks ass. Well, everybody's been. Well, I don't watch the show because everybody said it was terrible. But everybody said that now that Captain America is out, that the show is actually worth watching now because of the whole like Hydra infiltration. Mm. You know so, what? That might be good because I did hear that the last episode just came out after Captain America. Mm-hmm. And in that, uh, Bill Paxton, who was a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, 
uh, supposedly says Hail Hydra. Oh, there you go. So they haven't had a good bad guy at all during this whole Shield TV series. So you're right. Now that Hydra's around, that actually might make it cool because they've just there's no good bad guy, and then right. and the show's just suffered because of it. But um, I didn't watch the episode, so I guess we'll have to see what happens. I'm pumped that Shield's gone. There, it was yeah. just it was just kind of annoying. It was it was great. It made for an excellent movie. You know, killing off Shield uh, mm-hmm. because Shield Shield just got too powerful, too cocky, and they tried to tried to do something amazing. It turned out to be terrible. And, so no more Shield. And it works out great because now the governments actually need the Avengers to solve all their big problems. Before Dude. they were like, "We got the military, back the fuck up," and now they're like, and "Black Widow's like, you guys need us now." And so I was like, "Oh, that's a good point." Dude, I would. Why did she not say in the, in that last speech? I was waiting for her to say, "I'm an Avenger." Yeah. You know, you need us. We're the Avengers. Kind of like, come on, just say it, just say it, just say. It. You know, because her speech is great and all, but she's when she's like, "All right, you know, you can come arrest me. Uh, you know where to find me." I'm waiting for her to say, "In Tony Stark's tower." Come on, just say it, say it at the Avengers base. Anything to tie in the Avengers, and uh, she, she didn't. Well, she wanted to, but then she realizes she's just a junior Avenger. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're not What's, a real Avenger until you get your own solo movies. So, sorry. Hey, man. It keeps, uh, you know, she's going to get one. It's going to no, come. This was cool. I don't want a Black Widow movie. Just like I don't want a Mystique movie from X-Men, which is now the rumor that Mystique's going to get her own movie. They don't need their own movies. And it doesn't matter to do with them being women or male. I don't want them for a full movie. I thought Black Widow was great in this movie. She was the perfect right-hand person to Captain America. It worked great. I'm glad True. that Captain America wasn't by himself. I like that he had some help. It was perfect. This movie was a fucking great comic book movie. It did everything good. I loved all of it. It was so good. They got good acting, good storyline, kept you guessing, worked in Marvel Geek stuff, good good for people that don't know any Marvel Geek stuff. And then if I had... I mean, we didn't even talk about the Winter Soldier. I was just thinking that, but like, <laughs> like the centerpiece, not even, not even really. Uh, I was gonna say it's it's called the Winter Soldier, but like, doesn't really have to much to do with him. Yeah, he's just kind of like that lurking mini boss that kind of shows up here and there. He's kind of like who was that? Uh, who was the guy in all the Tenchu video games that would just Echigoya? Uh, the, or, no, who was the, the one? The, he, the guy who would kick you to death. Yeah, he'd kick you to death. That guy. Was it Echigoya? No, he was he was the businessman you killed in the first mission. Uh, well, anyways, whoever that that's the Winter Soldier is basically that guy. Like you didn't need him necessarily to pull this movie off because Hydra was more the bad guy. He just right. kind of would lurk and he would show up when you least expect him. But it was and, fun, and, and maybe it worked better that he wasn't the main thing because it was just a lot of scenes between him and Cat. Be like, remember who you are, Bucky. Then maybe <laughs> it would have sucked. They kept that to a minimum, so it was pretty cool. I, I totally agree. You know, if it was, like, I was fully expecting that to be the focus of the movie. You know, like, his character's name is in the title card, you know? Captain America, the Winter Soldier. But, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, like, it's it's not about him. It's not about him remembering. And, like, they just gloss over that very quickly. I mean, maybe in previous scripts, that's what it was. Uh-huh. But it was so much more interesting to have him come out. Like, like you know, the Bourne Identity stuff was great. But then every once in a while to bring in, like, the T-1000 into the mix was awesome and you yeah. and it's kind of like if it, in like the power level echelons you know in this movie like captain america is top dog 
yeah. and nobody can mess with him until the Winter Soldier shows up, and then he's screwed because like he cannot be stopped no matter what. And when the Scarlet, uh, the Scarlet, when the Black Widow attacks him, like uses her spy sneak attack on him, once that fails, she is like, "I'm dead, I'm dead." Yeah. <laughs> Call my grandma, I'm dead. Well, and that was a pretty interesting spin that the reason he has an age is because they keep putting him in suspended animation and they only take him out to assassinate really important historical figures. Like they only show up for a second, but did he kill Martin Luther King? Did he kill JFK? <laughs> like they were kind of showing some real Probably. fast, like assassinations and Scarlett Johansson, sorry, black widow said he's been around for 50 years. So I think they were trying to say that any big political figure that got killed, he was behind it. Uh, <laughs> I guess I wasn't paying enough attention at that point because I didn't really get exactly how he was still around. But, you know, technology and electricity, and they zap him with some. No, they basically were like, it's whatever happened to Captain America. They just put him on ice. Right. But since they they would only wake him up for missions, so he's been back and forth on ice over 50 years, except this very last time they they uh, they said, no, he's been out of suspended animation too long. Oh, so now right. it sounds like now he just has to live normal like Captain America. That's how they, they made that work. Right. And people, you know, uh, man, my local news station giving their five-second review, spoiling the ending, uh, while I was watching at the gym, was like, oh, and there's this uh, extra scene at the end where they reveal that Bucky uh, finds out about his past and he'll become the next Captain America. Well, yeah, they, they've definitely set that up to happen. I mean, it happens in the comic books. Right. And it's going to happen here because Captain America, Chris Evans, has already said he's probably going to retire from acting mm-hmm. once his Captain America contract's up, and he's contracted for three more movies. Right. Which is one more Cap and two more Avengers. And then this Bucky character, pardon me for not knowing the actor's name, he is under contract for seven more Marvel movies. Oh, damn. Wow. So he's clearly going to jump in and become Captain America once Chris Evans hangs it up. Hey, you know, any any character where you can blow off a limb and still have them be okay? Yeah. <laughs> Bring him on. I really, really like Chris Evans as Captain America. He's doing a great job. But when yeah. he's done, I feel comfortable knowing that Bucky can take his spot, and I'm okay with that. Uh, you know, I, I don't know who could take Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr.'s place, but I know that this guy can fill in. So when that day happens... It's it's fine by me. I feel like you know, out of out of the entire Avengers roster, you know, Iron Man, Captain America, they're they're like top. Actually, no Thor too. You know, each one of those guys, uh, unlike the Hulk, you know, is like an amazing actor, carries their own movie. You know, Marvel has really done it right, which is you know, build from the ground up. Don't just throw everybody together. You know, make sure yeah. that you get it right individually first. And they have done a, a much better job this last 10 years uh, casting the, the right actors for the right roles. So That's great. Damn, 10 years. I mean, like, they're, they're talking about films going to, like, you know, 2024 right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, you know, I have, like, no criticisms with this movie except one thing. What's that? Pertaining to the first half of the movie, there's a lot of fucking bullets <laughs> and nobody gets hit. Uh-huh. The first half of the movie, Captain America is using his shield to block a lot of bullets. No one aims down at his legs. That's what I, exactly what I thought. But you know what, Eric? All right. So remember, Eric. Remember your past. Remember Resident Evil Four yeah. when uh, when when the the veteran with like the weird wing arm shield guy was yeah. like coming at Leon Kennedy on the bridge. It was a it was hard to hit his like legs and feet, man. I'm just you know, saying, I, like 
but he ain't he ain't going against amateurs like he's going up against these terrorists who have to have some level of military training and know that it's captain america with the shield so at some point when he's just fighting like dozens of dudes and getting all the way through them someone's got to be like yo throw yo shoot at his legs so like the first half there's a lot of bullets right and uh like especially when they're like on the highway and stuff at some i mean now everyone does get shot eventually but not by all those guys and so for for that amount of bullets someone's got to get hit because they're just like running down the road and just you know everyone's missing them so so there was a few too many bullets for me at one point i was like come on they should have been mowed mowed to pieces by now come on like captain america was pretty close to a lot of those guys he was like blocking his the bullets with his shield as he was getting close enough to like punch them and stuff and at no point do they just drop down to their onto the ground and start shooting his feet but it's still a very small complaint i loved everything about this movie it was great Everyone got a good amount of screen time. It was a good combination of stuff, good script. Robert Redford's a badass because he is. I mean, so that was great, man. You put it right in April, fucking dominate the competition. <laughs> broke It broke April records. Like, I just, I appreciate, you know, whoever wrote that, you know, directed it and stuff, I appreciate you guys because you gave us an, <laughs> you gave us an outstanding, you know, I'll, I'll call it when I don't like something. Or if I wanted to like something with Don't, I'll be kind of iffy about it. But this was just across the board awesome. Well okay. done, Marvel. Agreed. Hearty handshake. Yo, yo. Can, can, can I tell you what I uh, have not enjoyed? Well, wait. Let's, we got to talk uh, end credit scenes, too. You, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm talking about. Like, So already, Ca- Captain America the Winter Soldier has, has dominated its X-Men cousins in the use of Scarlet Witch and uh, Quicksilver. Yeah, it was interesting, you know, the whole thing, like, Fox owns X-Men, and they own mutants. So they, mm-hmm. so they can't be mutants, so they just found a way around it. They're like, oh, look, we've got Loki's uh, staff of Ra <laughs> that has all this magical <laughs> powers, you know, that can um, hypnotize you, zombify you. And so it basically looked like they used Loki's staff to give the twins powers. So, right. so they're not mutants. They said, what do they call it, like the Age of Miracles or something miracles. like that? Miracles. So, yeah, so they're basically like, yo, we're just giving people powers with this staff. That's how we got around it. And um, just showing the, the Quicksilver and the Scarlet Witch and their little cells going nuts and stuff looked pretty cool. Totally awesome. And you know what? Uh, neither the, the Silver uh, – God. Neither Scarlet Witch or Quicksilver ate a burger or tried to tell me to eat at Burger King. Yeah, and it was, I mean, in the stills I've seen of Avengers 2, the costumes that they're wearing look pretty decent. The st- yes. But the, the shots of Quicksilver and the new X-Men movie, it looks pretty bad. So far, Terrible. just the costume they gave them looks pretty shitty. So, uh, yeah, I guess I'll, for now I've got to give the advantage to the Avengers. Absolutely. Not, not with much and, to go are, on, but... Are they, uh, they're different actors, correct? Yes. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how their performances do. But already, like, costumes and, like, the viral tie-in for X-Men is just like, God, give me a break. X-Men, um, you know, they need to take a page from the Avengers and not be such a fucking downer all the time. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I love the X-Men overall. Like, that, that was my comic as a kid. Those mm-hmm. are the characters I liked the most. But eventually they just got too whiny. And right. I stopped because I was like, just shut up already. 
You know, because unlike other people who are like, I've got powers, yay, well, I've got to be responsible, but it's still cool. X-Men are like, why? Why do we have powers? People hate us. You know, and it's just all this huge prejudice, segregation kind of shit. And they just go too hard and too political on it. And they take away some of the fun of it. So it's like the, the X-Men is just always such a big downer. So... I hope that they bring, I mean, and you know, and it looks, the new movie does look cool. Days of Future Past yes. does look cool. But I hope they can find some time for a couple jokes here or there, or a couple characters that are upbeat, even in the face of certain death. Well, it's kind of like what they did to Nightcrawler when he wasn't like, uh, like totally brainwashed. He was a real downer. It's like, all right, guy, give me a break. In the comics, you were nice and cool and you jumped around and swung a sword, and now you're just like talking about Jesus. Yeah, and um, I mean, that that's why I like X-Men First Class, because they had fun moments, you know, because yeah. they're like, oh, they're kids, so we can, you know, they're not totally jaded yet, so let's have fun with them. And so they had some, some good scenes there, so we can hope that they're going to do that here. They already said, uh, Brian Singer already said for X-Men Apocalypse that Xavier, Magneto, Beast, and Mystique are going to be the main characters in X-Men Apocalypse. Awesome. I guess. <laughs> but yeah, well, yeah, I mean, three yeah, out of three right. out of four of those are kind of boring to me. But um, you don't need you don't need Magneto. I guess you do need Magneto in this new X trilogy. He's he's. The, I mean, I like the actor, but um, yes. But he did say he was gonna. He tried. He said he was gonna try and put uh, younger versions of Nightcrawler and Gambit in X Men Apocalypse. Hooray! That's why I was like, sweet, fucking bring back Nightcrawler. And not have them so serious because it's going to be set in the 80s. Um, so I'm excited for X-Men Apocalypse just based on Nightcrawler. And they'll probably bring, bring back Cyclops because it'll be in the 80s. And he'll probably be uh, cooler this time around, I'm hoping. Hopefully. I mean, if they... I don't know. Like, Do you prefer like darker, broodier current Cyclops or like younger... Still full of optimism, Cyclops. I'll take either. I just don't want whiny bitch in middle Cyclops, <laughs> which is all they made him do in the first three movies. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. You know, I saw, like, the very last trailer for X-Men. Um, it does look cool, but we'll see. Does, does it not, in the, in the trailer, doesn't it look like Storm gets killed? You know I haven't seen it. Oh, Sorry. This, the, the Sentinel of the Future comes up behind her, and the Sentinel of the Future kind of looks like like the insides of a stretch Armstrong. It's like all like flaxseed oil and stuff. Oh yeah, Nimrod. But um, he jumps up from one of them jumps up right behind Storm with like a T two dagger hand and looks like it's about to go right through her. Well, yeah, I mean, in the future, there all the X Men die except for I guess Xavier and uh, enough people to power the machine to send Wolverine's brain back into the past. Yeah, and so and Halle Berry was pregnant when they shot it, so yeah, hopefully Storm dies. That'd be cool because she was always useless in these movies anyway. So, kill Halle Berry, kill. It's it's so funny how like how like the mutants with crummy powers live and have like a lot of lines, and the mutants with awesome powers always, you know, just kind of flounder. Well, in the trailer, they show Iceman doing an ice slide. Hey! Yeah, fucking Took him four movies. About so time. cool. So, uh, <laughs> so, you know, I always watch a movie on mute when I'm talking to you, right? Yeah, So I got watching? Dukes of Hazard, and it's All the right. Jessica Simpson bikini scene. Her body is so smoking in that movie. Like, that is the apex of a hot body right there. Jessica Simpson's fucking annoying. Mm -hmm. But her body in this movie 
is amazing. And and then after <laughs> after she she you know she's talking to the cop Enos and she gets the information. Mm-hmm. After she walks out in her red bikini, he breaks the fourth wall and looks at looks right at us and kind of goes, <laughs> kind of smiles. <laughs> it's like, nice. she is so fucking hot in that movie. Like, she just comes in wearing a red bikini and high heels into the police office. And it's like, and she and she talks very little because she's such a terrible actress. Like, in, in this movie, she acts with her eyes and she has the worst southern accent of all time. When she just walks oh, in there with that red bikini and high heels, and she just kind of like talks seductively. I mean, holy shit! Well, dude, that's like her. That, that was her in real life, man. You know, and she probably figures she's hot enough she can get away with anything. Like, there's a, a video of her at McDonald's at like uh, like midnight, and she's saying like, "Could I please have something, something off the breakfast menu?" And they're like, "No, ma'am, we don't serve that right now." And she's like, "Go get your manager. I'm sure he'll think that it's cool. Come on." Get me the thing off the breakfast menu. Hey, if, if Jessica Simpson from Dukes of Hazard, because because then she got pretty chunky and now she's lost it, so now she's back down to like a normal mm-hmm. kind of weight. But if Jessica Simpson from Dukes of Hazard walked in with a bikini and those uh, those high heels and said, <laughs> and I worked at McDonald's <laughs> and she said, put your nuts, just your nuts, into the into the grease. <laughs> Take the fries out and put your nuts in the grease real slow. So go <laughs> and afterwards, I'll lick them. I'd be like, you got it. One, <laughs> one, one or two. And then I'm going to dip them in sweet and sour sauce, and then you got to lick it off. Like, Damn. <laughs> she's so fucking hot. And then, unfortunately, that, scene, that scene's <laughs> over now, so the rest of the movie. It, it's not, you know, everyone re- makes fun of this movie. I liked it. Johnny Knoxville is one of the Duke boys, and Stifler. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious, yeah. and it's made by the guys who did Super Troopers. Like, it's not a bad movie. So oh, that's good. Anyway, sorry to get way off topic, but she's so smoking hot in that movie. <laughs> Damn. So seriously, you, I, I'm assuming you didn't see that movie, right? Of course not. Right, so Google right now, Jessica Simpson, Dukes of Hazzard movie, Red Bikini. See what pops up on your computer and what pops up in your pants. Hey, let's see. Google images, uh, Red Bikini. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh. What's the fuck? Mm. No, I'm st- I'm still looking. Oh, okay. I was about to say. I thought you were looking and saying. Eh, eh. I was like, come on. You know, skinny skinny blondes just really aren't my oh, thing. Oh, fuck so you! I'm... Your wife's right over your shoulder. It's true. You know, shh, shut shut up. Oh, quiet, quiet. She is. She is. Be a man is. and admit that that's hot. <laughs> that she is hot in that movie. Eh. Oh, fucking bullshit, Chad. Let's chop. What? Let's chop your dick off and mail it to Alaska. <laughs> Mail to Africa where there's starving children that could use a penis. <laughs> Whatever. You clearly don't want yours anymore. Anyways, so uh, did we finish <laughs> Captain America? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I think you fi- you finished. Uh, so, yeah, yes, so, we finished uh, Captain I mean, America. Baron, Baron Strucker or Strucker, however they call him, I mean, he's cool. He's a big Captain America villain. So, uh, yeah. you know, that's cool. I like that he's still – they're like most of Hydra's done. But that's okay because now we're just going to create super villains and S.H.I.E.L.D.'s done, but they're okay because the Avengers are going to take over. So I like this. We're setting up for some big heavyweight fights. Fuck yeah. Well, you know, we got two more We got two more Avengers before the uh, before Thanos can whoop some ass in Avengers 3. I mean, yeah, we just know that's what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, they, they keep introducing more uh, gems. They're calling them Infinity Gems now as of the end of Thor 2. Mm-hmm. So we're just building up to the Infinity Gauntlet in Avengers 3. It's going to happen. Supposedly Guardians of the Galaxy sets up Avengers 3. 
Yeah, of course, because, like, um... Of course, because it's like, you know, like, what are they going to steal? Some kind of gem. Yeah, I mean... You know, and, and the Collector is going to be, like, probably the main villain. And plus, one of the Guardians is Thanos' sister, or daughter, so... Right. So... And, it, and doesn't she... Well, she has a big part to play, if I remember the comics correctly. I've been... I'd never read the comics. I just had a passing knowledge of it, and I'm staying away from it, because it'll be the one comic book movie that I don't know most of it, and I'm kind of looking forward to that. That's good. Um, I, 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 you know, what's funny is like when the Infinity Gauntlet annual came out, that was basically the biggest annual of all time. Yeah, like everybody's talking about it because like they killed off half the universe, and that includes planets, people, all life, and a ton of superheroes. Yeah, it was a six-part series. I bought the first four. They were really expensive back then. I bought mm. the first four, and I actually got bored with it, but yeah. because they killed half of the heroes. But they did it off camera. Right. So, like, the Hulk and Cyclops and stuff, were, they were all just, like, dead on the moon or something. And Thanos is like, ah, fuck with me. And you're like, oh, shit, dude. Like, <laughs> I would have liked to have seen that. That sounded pretty cool. Yeah, well, that was kind of like Atlantis Attacks, too. And it starts strong, and then it gets boring in the middle, and then the ending is kick-ass. Yeah, Atlantis Attacks was pretty awesome. Yeah. That was good, too. But, um... Uh, nobody remembers a good old Atlantis Attacks. No, you want to know something about Atlantis Attacks? At one point, listen to this dated humor. You won't even you won't even understand this, and no one listening will either. At one point, the this one... They've got someone kidnapped, and they're like, oh, we can't hold on to him. And he breaks free, and he jumps off the ship, and he swims, like, at supersonic speed. And the beast goes, whoa, he's swimming like Matt Biondi. What? And Matt Biondi was like... The the bat he was like the Michael Phelps of 1988. Oh damn! <laughs> like the 1988 Olympics <laughs> when they were in Seoul, Korea. Like Matt Biondi uh. won a couple gold medals for the U.S. team, and they fucking have a Matt Biondi reference in Atlanta's <laughs> attacks. And I remember when Beast says it. I you know I was we were both little kids, and I was like, oh yeah, it's like that fucking guy who won the gold medals for the U.S. And now and now you look at it, you're like, who the fuck is Matt Biondi? Like, why oh, would great. they even put that in there? So. And I love that. Well, that's like playing a like old Pictionary. Like you will always lose Pictionary that was created before you were born. There's just no way you're gonna win. Yeah. So like now, if there was like a Michael Phelps uh, line tossed into like Amazing Spider-Man or something, you know, 15 years from now, people are like, who the fuck is Michael Phelps? Well, that's that's what I love about about like current day comics is like they're so hip and there's like a ton of references. You know, and like, and they reference like real day, uh, real time events too. Mm-hmm. So I mean, but probably because they realize that like the secondary market sucks balls, and that like if you're gonna be interested in these comics now, like now's the time to read them. You know, yeah. and like who cares about Golden Age or Silver Age or stuff that even came out five years ago? Who cares? Yeah, I just thought it was funny. Like, like it's so it's so stupid that the the things that I particularly remember from my childhood and that was just one that always stuck with me. It's like That's Matt Biondi reference. Wow, <laughs> I remember watching the Olympics the year previously. It's a Matt Biondi. It's amazing. Matt Biondi, why weren't you in that Radio Shack commercial where they brought everything back from the '80s? Because he was a star, but he wasn't a mega star. I don't know. Why don't ah. you Google him, Chad? See him in a speedo. Maybe you like that more than uh, Jessica Simpson. Hey, since, uh, Matt since, Biondi. Since that didn't oh. do it for you. Matt Biondi is so hot. I wonder if he's oh like a God. swim coach now. Where are they now? Twenty-five years later. Oh, let's find out. Oh, Wikipedia, why don't you tell I think it's like B-I-O-N-D-I. That's true. I totally spelled it wrong. Thank you, Google, not Bing. And it totally corrected me. 
Dun, 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 dun. Come life outside. Stop swimming. Oh, no. He's a school teacher and swimming coach in Hawaii. Oh, shit. See, that's a good place to be a swim coach, I would think. Oh, wait. As of 2012, he'd been hired to teach math and coach at Sierra Canyon School, the Los Angeles neighborhood of Chatsworth. Mm. Well, good for that guy. And, and maybe he doesn't even know. Maybe he's listening <laughs> to our podcast. He's like, holy shit. I was, I was referencing a comic book. I got to go get that. Probably, or he was, or at the time, he's just like, yeah, I'm in your comic book. I'm too good for your comic book. Oh, we get reference in a comic book one day. Can you imagine how cool that would be? Like, Spider-Man's, like, swinging through the streets, and he's late to get to his class, but he's listening to the Jumpman podcast on Stitcher Radio (sighs) app and his phone. That would be awesome. I could see that happening with the with uh, Miles Morales. He could be a fan of our show. Or his his fat bromance buddy, uh, Gank. Ugh, that'd be awesome. They'd just be like... Oh shit! I'm late to class, but at least I get to listen to the rest of this <laughs> this really cool jumping podcast. Oh man, they're totally they're totally slamming the X Men movie. Ha ha ha! Oh dude, you know you know it'd be great. We need to bring back the Twinkie uh, comics. Oh you yeah, know, like the one page Twinkie or her Hostess commercials where like the villain is thwarted by ho hos every time. Oh dude, I st- I mean I still remember a couple of those. I remember Wendigo and the Abomination were fucking two timing. <laughs> Double penetrating the Hulk, beating the shit out of the Hulk, and then some dude, some dude threw him, threw him some Hostess apple pies, and he's like, "Ah, this will give me just enough sugar to beat the shit out of these two guys." Wait, 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 wait. So, so the villains were distracted. The Hulk eats, eats like. A Twinkie, like it's like spinach from Popeye and hulks up? No, I'm pretty sure it was the apple pies. It was the fruit, <laughs> the fruit pies. It's like, yo, Hulk, oh, here's yes. some fruit pies. And then he's like, yes. <laughs> and they're like, oh, shit. We, the Hulk may have. We were strong enough to defeat Hulk with his gamma radiation powers, but not with his hostess sugar powers. And they just, he beats them both back. And there was Dude, another one. There was a the Spider-Man. Hulk, the Hulk has ADHD. <laughs> there, there was another one where, like, it was a Spider-Man one, and rather than defeat the bad guy, he just webbed him some Twinkies or some some of those cupcakes. And, yep. the, and the guy was like, oh, fuck it. I was going to just kill this hostage, but I'm just going to eat this cupcake now. <laughs> Go ahead. Take me to jail. I'm just going to eat this cupcake. As long as I can eat this, you can arrest me. Those are the best. Those are the best. Just throw it all, throw all logic out the window. But we need one of those with, like, our podcast. You know what I mean? Like, mm. some villain's just like, I was going to totally rape these teenagers down in my sex dungeon, but ah, I'll just listen to this sweet podcast instead. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty <laughs> And so, wait, and then the little, and the little, the little uh, Mexican girl in the cactus is like, why not both? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'll just turn up the volume to drown out their screams. <laughs> uh, no, no, no! You just need to hit him. Uh, uh, you just need to brand him at the, like, as like when the Beastie Boys come on. Do 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 jump! Ah! Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that one's that one's for you, Steven Seagal. Yeah. <sighs> All right, so. <laughs> Well, no. we just all right. Now, so. see, Steven Seagal would have defeated Captain America because Steven Seagal is no stranger to shooting someone in the foot if necessary. Because <laughs> Steven Seagal's so fat, sometimes he falls down and he's like a turtle on its back. It's like shit, I can't get up. Well, I'm just gonna shoot everyone in the feet. I think I think he might uh, leather lather up his uh, <laughs> his black trench coat with butter no, so he can slide in the ground. No, no. Then then he crawls. He drags himself over to a gumball machine and shoots a hole in it and just opens his mouth <laughs> and the gumballs just fall into his mouth and. Like, like, let me help you up, Steven. No, I'm good. <laughs> he's like, he's like a revert, an anti-gumball machine. 
Like, he will <laughs> suck the gumballs out of the gumball machine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, Atlantis attacks. Good old Inferno, too. Inferno was cool. Remember the Technovirus? Yep. Remember how Cable died for a second uh, a few oh. comic book issues, like a couple of years ago, I, last year, I mean, and now he's back? I hate Cable so much. But he was cool so for half a much. second. I've never liked Cable. I never liked the whole, we take Scott Summers and Jean Grey's kid, put him in the future, and he comes back fucking Cable. Again, I probably needed a comma in there. <laughs> 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 I've always hated Cable. He sucks. Rob Liefeld sucks. <laughs> Yes, true. Cable true. sucks. And, 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 and the best things he ever did were things that he kind of shat out and people like were just like, hey, what's this character? Well, why don't we just remake it to something good? Like Deadpool. Deadpool's the only good thing he's ever done. No, nah, Cable sucks. But they finally, with like the whole, I know you don't like the uh, Hope, the mutant messiah. Yeah, but But in order to save like all the X-Men's life, like because he, he took them into the like the future where everything's robotic, uh, uh there was this portal back to the past, but only um, only robotic things could pass through. Mm-hmm. So he finally released, in order to save everybody's life, he finally released his uh, telekinetic hold, keeping the Technovirus at bay so he could get through the portal. So he finally turned all machine, went through the portal, and he exploded. Yeah. Boom. Hopefully he's not in this new movie. I see Bishop's in the new movie. Bishop's kind of lame, too. I mean, yeah, but, you know, it's like, it's, it's Bishop, so... I mean, he had a cool power. Like, you know what? I take that back. This movie is Bishop's chance to be cool. Because he could be cool. But he came along in the mid-90s in X-Men, and he was totally sucky. But this could be his chance to be remade and to be cool. So, You know, the I feel like Bishop's face branding, his, his little M on his face, totally outshadowed or uh, overshadowed the fact that he had awesome reflective powers. Like, he could reflect your mutant power back at you. You know, I totally agree totally agree if they just like nobody ever used that stupid m off of his face i would have liked him more you know all he had was the m and a gun and he's running around with like a gun always shooting at people and he didn't need the gun no it's like just get in the shoot at you man that's your whole fucking power yeah he kind of like uh who who else had that sebastian shaw had that well sebastian shaw would like absorb your energy i guess in the movie he could redirect it but i don't know in the comics it was like it was like, all right, don't fire at Sebastian Shaw because he's just going to absorb your energy and get stronger. Yeah. And then they figured out, all right. And even at the New Mutants, they're like, all right, this is how you kill Sebastian Shaw. You hit him so hard that he passes out. Hmm. And that was like the end. Just get him drunk. So I guess the big comic book. <laughs> I guess the big comic book. Movie, now I've, now I've seen Wait, Sebastian, Sebastian the Tank. Sebastian the Tank. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> So I guess uh, we kept America down. The, the ones coming out this summer is Amazing Spider-Man 2, X-Men right. Days of Future Past, and Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Those are just those are the three comic book movies this summer. As, as, as far as I'm concerned, uh, I'm just looking forward to Guardians of the Galaxy. Amazing Spider-Man 2 could be good or bad. Could uh, be good or bad. I'm going to see it because the first one actually wasn't bad, and they fixed the costume. And I think there's a pretty good chance to kill Gwen Stacy, which is cool. So uh, will, uh, and, and I, will, I like uh, that there's three villains. I don't know. Everyone's all scared. Like, oh my god! If there's more than one villain, it's gonna be terrible. Yes, there are plenty of proof that you can point to, but let's trust this guy that he's gonna do it right. I love that they're already talking about Sinister Six. This guy's got balls. So uh, let's hear him <laughs> out. You know, that's pretty I li- cool. I, li- I like your balls. I do. If I see the guy, I'm like, I like your balls. No one else. I mean, Sinister Six has always been around, and no one's had the balls to do it. So. Uh, I like that there's going to be three 
bad guys in this. Look how Captain America did it, you know? He had side good guys, side bad guys. It worked. Yeah, but you know what Captain America did not do hmm. uh, was the the rhino. I'm sorry, like, everything I see about the rhino just looks terrible. Uh, the robot rhino. I think, I mean, but you couldn't have a guy in a rhino costume. No, exactly, which is why you just forget the forget the rhino ever happened no. or change it. Like, like uh, new Ultimate Spider-Man had the scorpion, but instead of having a, a scorpion costume with a steering coming out of his butt, they changed him into just this, uh, like indestructible uh, like drug lord guy i don't know i think you could i think this the whole rhino suit i mean i think it could work like if you were gonna fight a superhero why wouldn't you have a big robot exoskeleton suit you know why not true absolutely but i just think it looks lame and i just can't imagine that it's gonna give spider-man any trouble well paul giamatti's so cool though yes i mean if you got to have someone be the rhino and to make the exoskeleton cool paul giamatti's your guy just from What's that movie where they shoot everything up? Is it called Shoot 'Em Up? Shoot 'Em Up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he was so awesome in that movie. So him as the I think he could make it cool. Plus I think they said he's only in like eight minutes of the movie. So exactly. It's just it's just gonna be like it's just gonna show Spider Man whoop him up to help show off Spider Man. So I'm cool with it. All right. I'm all, all I'm saying is like Spider Man Two may be good, maybe not, but I I definitely have a great feeling for Guardians of the Galaxy. It just seems like a wacky superhero comedy slash heist film, yeah. kind of like Muppets Two, uh, which I enjoyed. So uh, yeah, I'm 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 pumped for it. Don't worry, I'll give you a review of uh, Spider Man when it comes out. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So in fact, in a, a couple weeks from now, it's getting close. I don't know if it's next week or two weeks from now. I'll, we'll be doing the um, summer movie preview podcast. That's true. That's true because you you watch. Yeah, how many did you watch last year? Well, I, I saw 12? an even twelve. Wow. So uh, I usually average between like ten and thirteen. So I, I saw twelve last time, and so uh, uh, I'll I'll be giving you the rundown of what's going uh, what's going to happen this summer. And I and I just want to give a shout out if you're still listening to this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. God bless your little hearts. But uh, but check it. Like unlike a lot of the podcasts out there, we're not like. Um, given an ad for Audible or <laughs> we or anything, it's all it's all out of pocket, and we just like watching movies and uh, reading comics, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And this isn't like 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 I, I have a lot of podcasts that I listen to at the gym, but like we're not doing like theme weeks or anything. You know, we're not doing you know like oh Captain America review this week, so let's do something about America or any of that lame garbage. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like all right, this is us. We're real. And then Eric actually does love going to watch movies, uh, like action movies, and we love talking about them. And I just want to say we're, we're effing legit, and every once in a while you get some fan fiction when Eric can make it. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, you know, I guess we'll be doing that podcast pretty soon, too, because my book's coming out next month. Oh, so, Shark Nights 2. Shark Nights 2, baby, dead awesome. end. So, dead um, yeah, shit gets dark. <laughs> they they had to fight against the Kali Ma. They get their hearts ripped out. Awesome. <laughs> but they set little children free from the underground slave camps. So, see, I wanted, I wanted, um, <laughs> who's who's the guy? Who's the character's name? Uh, the thuggy cult leader. It's um, Molaram. Ah, I wanted Molaram to like slam dunk that heart when he was done with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Just like. Bud, 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 bud. I wish Molaram did birthday parties before he died. <laughs> Imagine it'd be so cool if, like, there was like a plant in the audience, like some dude who wore like a Hawaiian shirt and like a lei around his neck, 
And and Molaram's like, oh, for my next trick, I'll need a volunteer from the audience. <laughs> and he's and this guy's like, oh me. And he's like, Molaram, Segaram, ah, and just reaches in and pulls his heart out. Ah, <laughs> oh, Shiba. <laughs> and so and then one kid has got like the three Sankara stones in in a, in a present box, and the box starts melting from the inside. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. That'd be awesome. Dude. The kids are like puking and shitting and running in fear, except for like one really cool kid that's like, awesome. Fucking cool. And then he's like, all right, where's the birthday child? I have something special for you to drink. Yeah, and like, and then he holds the heart like over the birthday cake with the candles lit, and then the guy just uh, bursts into flames next to him <laughs> see I've, I've been to many birthday parties and I, I can tell you if somebody rips out somebody's heart at a birthday party every single kid there will be like me me next yeah. me me do it to me that'd be so cool <laughs> oh man molar why haven't I thought about this before that would be awesome that's really yeah it's too bad he, he died because it would be awesome to get him on the podcast and pitch him this molar birthday parties <laughs> I'm stealing this idea I'm alright I'm serious now I'm stealing this idea I have to figure out a way to do it with with a plant in the audience, and then I will be every dad's like hero who ever attended a birthday party because they'd be like, "Yo, yo, you totally ripped that guy's heart out and set it on fire." I'd oh, be so cool. It's like <laughs> we did a um, we did like a skit in After Hours that turned into a wrestling bit. You could totally yes. you could totally do that too. Like you could be doing a show and someone calls you out from the back like this this puppet show sucks. Sucks, man. I hate this. And I hate birthday cake too. Boo. And then you come running from behind the puppet booth like, "What'd you say to me?" And you like take off your shirt. No, no, and you rip it down the middle Hogan style. Yes. So you already got like the collar cut cuz that's the toughest part. So you rip it down there and someone hits up some like heavy metal music from the 80s or something and he's like, "Let's go." And you just body slam him on a picnic table and be like, "Yeah! I did it for the kids." <laughs> Awesome. This would be cool. You know what I need to do? Every time I show up at a birthday party, I need to just be playing the Ultimate Warriors music and run in there and grab the kid and shake him like the ropes. Or just, like, grab a baby and shake it. (laughs) 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 Give it back to its mom. (laughs) No, I mean, if anyone, again, we always have to preface this with them. If anyone's still listening, um, if someone, (laughs) it would really make my day if someone could uh, Photoshop a picture of Molaram birthday party. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Please Photoshop something with Molarom at a kid's birthday party. You don't, dude. Really you like don't understand. <laughs> you don't understand, Eric. All right, all right. So, all right. So, so, totally serious. Okay. Not at all lying. There are clowns out there who will do a birthday party. Uh, like, like. All right. So th- this is making around. So there was a Craigslist ad for a creepy clown who you could hire who would go up to your kid weeks before the birthday party wearing a creepy clown mask and like haunt them like pop up behind their windows send them creepy notes <laughs> all to scare the shit out of them saying like i'm going to kill you on your birthday and then he would show up on your kid's birthday this is a real service and they, and i do know a couple characters in new york city uh, this is not one of them uh there's this guy uh silly billy who also goes by the name dr blood yeah. uh who will be like like this bloody gory uh doctor who is who does like this gore fest at your kid's birthday party? Look it up. It's actually his his reel is really cool looking. It's on uh, it's on YouTube, but he's like t- explaining his act. I don't think he goes like Molarom, but like that's something that like kids are into. Like at, at a certain age, kids are like gore is cool, blood is cool, more blood. Ah. I think I just want Jessica Simpson 
Duke's a hazard style <laughs> stripping. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> That's the adult. Uh, yeah, you need to convince your wife. You'd be like, yo, this would be the best birthday party ever if you uh, invited another woman over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's tripped for me. Who's to say it hasn't happened? <laughs> well, anyways, and I have to, I have to uh, dispute one thing you said earlier. I would love to uh, to say this podcast was sponsored by someone. <laughs> <laughs> so anyone listening, hey, you know we're not too cool to sell out. Okay, I'll sell out tomorrow. <laughs> True. So uh, I I just feel like that's something that I hear on all the podcasts that have like quote unquote made it. It's just like this podcast was sponsored by Audible. Yeah. Like that's the first thing that always pops up. Oh yeah, like uh, you know when uh, the E Entertainment Channel offers this show to go on TV and replace you with Ryan Seacrest, I'm gonna say yes. What? I'm gonna say yes in a heartbeat. What? Come here, Seacrest. Chat out. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who I would replace you with, Eric. Uh, I'm hoping I, you would replace me with like Mr. T. I mean, maybe. Who's the guy that replaced Mr. T, though? What in the new movie? Yeah, Meatball Cloudy Meatballs too. He's he is the new Mr. Oh, T. Oh, Terry Crews. Yeah, Terry Crews is awesome. I would love to do yeah, a podcast with Terry Crews. He's the new Mr. T. They need to redo Rocky, and he needs to be the villain. Mm. He was so good as a minor villain in that ping pong ball movie, Balls of Fury. See, and I, I didn't even watch it. Oh, you didn't see Freddie. I agree. Freddy, you, uh, I agree. I think his name was Freddie Fingers. Yeah. Oh, you got to look up Freddie Fingers and Balls of Fury. Dude, well, Balls of Fury had one of those trailers that just shows you the entire movie. So I'm like, well, I don't need to watch that no, now. Come on. Come on. It's a shot for shot remake of Enter the Dragon slash Mortal Kombat with Christopher Walken with Christopher and Shang Tsung. Yeah. All right. The next time, the next time we're together, or maybe Maniacs, if like bring it to Magfest, dude, we'll watch it at some hotel party. Oh, Balls of Fear is awesome. I saw it in the movie theater. Oh wow! So. Wow, you were like one of like a couple thousand people. Yeah, <laughs> I think I got like a so like a plaque or something for it because me and Steve were the only people that saw Grandma's Boy. Wow. In the movie theater, also. Dude, and that's like the underrated gamer classic. Yeah, that's those. Both of those movies are good. Grandma's Boy is better, but. Yeah. All right, man, I got to go. Yeah, me too. I'll see you later. Hey, wait, did you watch Frozen yet? Yeah, yeah, I saw Frozen. It's good. Okay. See, all right, I I just wanted to check in because for a while you were like, I ain't no pedophile going to go to see no kids movie at the theater. Yes, my kid is not old enough to go to the theater yet, and I can't go to a kids movie as a creepy male with the hat on by myself. Right. So I think it was actually one of our jump maniacs that sent us the torrent uh, link, and I watched it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so fans are good for something <laughs> so let it go let it go put your whole land up my ass damn daisy dukes daisy dukes with ice powers dude yeah no it was pretty cool she was way cooler than ice man because when, when she gets angry she can murder you with ice yeah and it's like and if she wasn't like you know like already like uh, uh, on the border of like i just want to be by myself and like let everybody just live and let live she would have murdered those dudes. She's like Frost from Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's like one week every month. You better let her stay in her room. <laughs> and don't ask if she wants to build a snowman. No. <laughs> <laughs> She'll murder your ass. Oh, man. Do you want to build a snowman? I fucking said no, bitch, for like 10 years. <laughs> Take a hint. I will ice your ass. Oh, man. <laughs> well, she totally did. She totally did twice. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> all right, all right. So check us out every week, everybody. We're on RetroWareTV.com. Uh, and it'll be timely. It'll be timely on RetroWare because I hold the keys to the kingdom. Yeah. And, uh, 
And and Ido Bandito showed me how to update on their WordPress, so I'll be doing that the, timely on Tuesdays the, now. The sorceresses of Retroware's Castle Grayskull finally gave you the power sword. <laughs> that's right. God, that sounded bad. <laughs> it was intentional. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I really do got to go. Matt, All right, go. <laughs> oh, I got to go swim home fast like Matt Biondi. All right, goodbye. 1988 Olympics out. Jump now. Engage. Your lack of faith disturbing. One shall stand, one shall fall. Fatality.